and more. The chorus sings in support of people's struggles for peace and social justice. They are known throughout the Bay Area for their Latin American Nueve Cancion repertoire. Tickets are $18 in advance and $20 at the door. This is a benefit from Marin Interfaith Task Force on the Americas. For more information, please call 415-924-3227 or go to mitfamericas.org. And you are listening to 94.1 KPFA in Berkeley, 89.3 KPFB in Berkeley, 88.1 KFCF in Fresno and online at kpfa.org. It's now three o'clock and up next is cover to cover open book. Welcome to Open Book. My name is Raina Cowan, and I do the segment the fourth, the fourth Friday of every month, talking about film. Uh, and I'm here today to talk about the San Francisco International Film Festival that's running through Thursday, both in San Francisco uh, at the Kabuki Theater and in the East Bay Pacific Film Archive. And with me to start the conversation, we'll soon have some filmmakers here to continue the conversation, but to start it is the senior film curator of the Pacific Film Archive, Susan Oxtoby. Welcome to KPFA. Hi, hi, Rena. Nice to talk with you. It's so nice to think about the Pacific Film Archive and having it be in Berkeley, because I have to say that, you know, the film festival shows between 150, 200 films, and there's such a range of films. And I always feel like going to films at the Pacific Film Archive, I get this kind of like, almost like the director's cut, <laughs> <laughs> that that you and uh, your curating team sort of handpick the films that seem like would be the best match for uh, for. Uh, East Bay film goers mm-hmm. and so I think it's really terrific and so I wanted to know first from you about this whole process I mean I'm sure that there's a lot of films that have buzz in advance there's films mm-hmm. that you hear about and then there's films that you see so how does that work? Well you know I have to say um, the film festival staff they're in charge of all of the invitations so we're in the position of, of viewing all of the invited films and then selecting those that will show at the PSA. And sometimes uh, there are challenges. For example, uh, sometimes U.S. distributors don't want films to show in the East Bay because they're intending to open the film in the summer. So there can be issues like that. There can be um, technical films. This, almost overnight this year, cinemas um, converted to uh, di- digital cinema projection, and PFA is still raising money in that regard. So there were a couple of um, films that were shot on DCP that um, were not showing. But in terms of, the, of what we are showing, it is this um, wonderful chance to, to really go after um, uh films from all over the world and we tend to go heavy on documentary that's been a pattern in in the last you know six seven years that there are always a lot of very strong dogs in, in the lineup and we do very well with documentary at the pfa so that's part of our selection um also um focus on new filmmakers um is is a great it's a great opportunity to just um take 
you know, discover new talent in well, the field. And, and I feel like this year that's really the case for the films playing at the TFA because many of, of the films are made by artists who we've never shown before. It's really exciting. Well, thank you so much for kind of giving us the overview at the beginning. I really appreciate you joining us. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm going to talk to two filmmakers for the rest of the show, um, two films that I think are really quite interesting. Viban Las Antipodas, which is a dynamic film from a Russian filmmaker. And then It's the Earth, Not the Moon, which is directed by Gonzalo Tocha. And it is a film, uh, he's from Portugal. So why don't we start by talking to Victor Kosakovsky. Uh, welcome to KPFA. Hello. Hello. Um, so your film, Vivan Las Antipotas, is, is a really wild film. You've made a series of films before, and I don't think I've seen a film quite like this one. Uh, Antipodes is a geographical description of any place on Earth in the point of the Earth's surface, which is diametrically opposed to another point. So there's two points if you go through the center of the Earth between places. So you did Entre Rios, Argentina, and Shanghai. You did Spain and New Zealand. You did Chile and Russia. And you did Botswana and Hawaii. So it's kind of a, um, a wild way of putting something together. And um, at the same time, I, w I was thinking that if I was going to do a film like this, there would be many different ways to think about it. But you have a very sort of particular way of doing it because we are, we're sort of seeing kind of the day-by-day, moment-by-moment experience of people in, this, in these little towns. Um, and also sometimes it's not even people, it's uh, the places. So uh, how did you come across the different people that you wanted to film in each of these locations? You know, we we in Russia use we in Russia use antipodes. This term term uh, this word we use for. Oh, you know, somehow your microphone isn't working. Let me. My microphone. Here, let's. Um, I'm gonna. Why don't you come over here and share this one with me? Yeah, right. So in Russia we say antipodes for, for example, you are clever and I am stupid, uh, or. You are slim and slender, and I am fat and boring. So we can always say, like, um, so for example, Russian and Americans, like antipodes. We use it different uh, in different situations. So that's why, <coughs> in a way, in the beginning, I was, I hope there is antipodes uh, against Kremlin, Moscow, and. But it's nothing, nothing against Kremlin, Moscow, nothing against White House in in in, in Washington. It's only ocean, cold ocean. So uh, there are only few places which has antipodes in the world. So that's why it's make story unique. So that's why when you meet someone, you you have to uh, try, you have to respect this person in my film because. Uh, it's a unique situation, especially when, uh, like in Chile, lonely men and lonely women in Russia live exactly opposite to exactly one on another. Same in Hawaii, there is lonely men in Hawaii and women in, in Africa. It's kind of unique situation, so that's why, by the way, the house in Hawaii, uh, the lava took it in two months ago. Uh -huh. 
what you're saying is that in the film there is a, a you can just leave it because it'll just make noise each time that in the film uh, you're shooting Hawaii where where this person is living right on the the bed the volcano bed and uh, this place is in contrast to this this amazing place in Africa where in Botswana where there are giraffes and there are elephants walking by there's lions nearby so in some ways you're juxtaposing um nature and you know which is friendly and which isn't friendly so it turns out that no one was eaten by the lion but the lava <laughs> from hawaii winds up destroying the house afterwards yeah just two, two months ago two months ago um, so uh, then i also want to introduce the filmmaker from the other film and uh, and we can have him enter the conversation uh, his film is entitled It's the Earth Not the Moon and is directed by Gonzalo Tocha who is both um, this is his second feature film and he's also a singer and composer as well as a filmmaker and what he did is that he went to the Corvo uh, island in uh, the Azores which is a very remote spot and comes up with this idea that um, He's going to try to be everywhere at the same time, which is really very interesting because it's this very small island. There's not that many people there, 440 perhaps, mm -hmm. and it seems like there wouldn't be very much to cover. But yet the film is three hours long, and I have to say in watching the film that the whole thing was riveting. Um, it was so engaging to see something unfold um and there was something that you were able to do in the film that i thought was really unique which is um create a film where you're a character in it but there's such warmth that happens between all the people and i was wondering uh had you gone on any trips to corvo before you started filming or was that your first time there mm -hmm. hello uh it's, it was my my really first time in corvo and the film becomes uh, begins with that of my unknown so i want i wanted to discover a place through a film so that's why i came to corvo immediately with a camera and started to film and starting to know this island through a, a shooting process actually and i didn't work with uh, uh, antipodes but i worked with contradictions because you can think it's just such a small island that's 17 kilometers square 400 people there's nothing to see or there's nothing to to watch and i i found exactly the opposite it's i if a, a place is so so small with so the boundaries are so clear so you can see the whole world happening in such a place because there is no <laughs> connection with other things so there, there the world is there it's not outside <laughs> and do you have a corvo you have a cap on is this yeah. was this made there yeah this is the the cap that appears in the film so <laughs> it's like the typical cap of uh, the corvo that only exists there and so now i wear it every time i show the film so you know i what, what what's interesting is that both of these films are documentary they have very different feels to them um that there's a way where uh i would say that victor your film vivan las antipodas is a film that uh it feels more like a tone poem rather than that the fact that i'm watching a documentary i almost didn't think oh this is a documentary whereas uh your film gonzalo it, it feels like it's um not only a documentary but that 
we've all like everybody in the audience has sort of like moved in with you to this little island so there's one where it feels like it's about being very close and one um, where it's about being very far and I wonder for each of you how you thought about uh, how to create either the closeness or the distance when you were filming uh, why don't we start with you Gonzalo mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, it was my it was my only chance to make this film was to really to get inside of the island and trying to be a, a habitant of the island this is what it was my only chance to to make it because i in that in that way uh i was n never could be accepted if i didn't do that and uh, they are a very protective community they don't want people from outside to shoot uh images that they don't uh understand and so this is my way I, I spent two years coming and going and and so it's 400 people so you see each face three times a day in the street you say hello to everyone you you start to, to be a part of the family and the film naturally gathers all this and my presence is in the film it's something so natural as the the shooting uh, i never intended to be uh to be inside of the film but it's it it was natural that i could appear inside of the film in this way it's everything is clear and everything can connect them and me and starts to be another thing oh great i think your mic is now working okay. you see he made a film and now it doesn't make sense to go there to make again film about thing please he, nope it's oops it's not Saying he closed, yeah, he so you 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 will not go again to this place, right? He did it. Yeah. So. Oh, uh, I don't know. I think I might want to go. No, you can go, but not to make movie, right? Right. Mm -hmm. So that's what uh, that's what make it serious. I mean, uh, every time you're trying to make film, you have to close the subject. I mean, try to make antipodes. It doesn't make any sense. So it's it's done. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so that there's a way where in the Antipodes film, you, you know, you go to these different locations, and uh, some of these places are remote. Some, like Shanghai, are you know very populated, and you didn't really interact with individuals. Whereas, like in Argentina, you really did. So, how did you describe to the the people in the community that you wanted to film them and have them, uh, I guess, wear a lavalier or whatever it was. Uh, what did you tell them about the experience? You know, I just was following instinct. I mean, sometimes it happens that um, I accidentally met these guys and it happens that I had no choice to not to film them. Just for for different signs, I got, I understood this is a people I have to film. So it was no chance for me to <laughs> to escape. And sometimes I believe people when they are making a movie, they don't need to use brain. So you need brain before filming, and yet maybe you need brain after filming when you edit. But during filming, I'm I prefer to use intuition like instinct. Sometimes, like you just feel this is a this is a place to this is a personal. Tarkovsky, for example, he told he told us when 
even the place must be when you're going to film must be something unusual even like you have to feel something not only people but even even the place you're filming mm-hmm. and and what about for um you can follow did you mm-hmm. like did you go to this island and you think there is something there's enough here that i can be here for two years mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i felt the same as victor is saying uh i had this enormous adventure of making this film and every every shot that i made and i made one almost 200 hours of image it was like an amazement for me i never got tired of filming i never got tired of knowing people and always on the run i so i shoot every time every hour and and this this uh intuition that Vitor is, is speaking i think it's really one of the key points of making a film is if you think too much uh images become f- functional uh, like a function and that is the worst for film you have to yeah it has to have a vibration natural vi- vibration that anything can happen inside you see this job is for lazy people we, <laughs> we don't want to do anything we don't, we don't want to even use brain <laughs> just <laughs> film film <laughs> be happy <laughs> Well, so it, it is very interesting because, um, Gonzalo, one of the things that you do besides uh, filming is that you also are a composer. And I wonder if there's a way that, are you saying that putting the images together is the same way that one would make a composition about music? Is that something similar or uh, is it different? Because certainly you don't necessarily know who you're going to be interacting with or mm-hmm. the changes in the weather that were so extreme in this um and this island mm-hmm. i i'm i don't i don't think it has nothing to do with the music and film actually as i make both i never can connect them the only thing i can connect is the people i work so my this film it's tears was made with didi pistan it's my colleague so it's just two people in the team and I I have a band with him so this and and like this this is my connection between music and, and cinema is with the people that work and so like this we we don't have to make questions me and and my colleague when we are shooting we don't ask why we are uh, doing this or doing that it's like it's like this we know each other and in music it's, it's the same thing uh, this is Open Book. My name is Raina Cowan, and I'm talking about the San Francisco International Film Festival. Uh, today, we're focusing on two films, Vivan Las Antipodas, uh, a new film by Victor Kasakovsky that is showing at Pacific Film Archive in the next couple of days, actually on Monday, April 30th at 9 p.m. And then it's The Earth, Not the Moon, directed by Gonzalo Tocha. Uh, It's the second feature film, and it's showing this uh, this Saturday, April 28th, at noon at Pacific Film Archive, and then again on Sunday at 1 p.m. at the Kabuki. So different chances to see both of these films. Now, uh, both of you went to communities where you're not from. I mean, I guess you're from a urban area of Portugal, mm-hmm. so you're and the Azores are connected to Portugal. But uh, you know, you, Victor, actually went to all these countries. I mean, there is one sh- one area that's shot in Russia, but um, most of the film was shot in other places. And and I'm and yet they're very intimate um, experiences that you're capturing. So how? D- 
You know, maybe this is maybe you're going to give me the same answer again, Victor. But I'm going to ask anyhow, which is when you go to some place, um, how do you sort of locate yourself in the place enough for it to create some kind of shape or form that you develop the intuition to know what you want to shoot? <clears throat> you know that uh, it used to be time when documentary were very much national. Like it used to be. It, it even necessary to be for documentary to be national, like to be French or to be English or to be Russian film. And now I don't see it anymore. We don't need to do it anymore. Um, I believe now, for me, people is like, for example, if you're watching film about dolphin or dolphin, right? You don't need to know where dolphin from, from New Zealand or from Spain or from uh, Argentina, oh, it's just dolphin, right? Same as, uh, it's just a lion or whatever, whatever it's from. So it's, it's more like creature. For me, people now, mm, I don't, I used to make films about Russians, but now I don't need it anymore. I don't feel it, we need to do it. It's, for me, more interesting like human like it is like like a creature that's why and this job learn if you're making this job you learn how to love people you 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 just need one second to see beauty of person for example uh, i can see anyone and i can find nice side of any of I meet any person I meet I immediately can find something I can love so that's why it's it's actually a beautiful job you know <laughs> to to make films <laughs> and and you uh, Gonzalo from mm -hmm. going from an urban spot to a more rural uh, the Azores it's 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 like a, a it's by chance that it's Portuguese because it's nine islands in the middle of the Atlantic the colonization was 500 years ago and it's by chance that it's Portuguese. It couldn't, could be another country. Uh, but it is, and people are really coming from parts of Portugal. And in, in my way of shooting Corvo, it's a middle term between, uh, so they speak the same language as me. That makes a difference. And, but actually, they see me as a foreigner. Uh, and that, that is like a middle point where, the, the 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 tension between a foreigner and some community uh, exists, but the language uh, for me that I came from language uh, literature and it's it's very I need it I need the language I need to to understand all the the little details when I'm hearing people and shooting that. Uh, also, my family comes from the Azores, actually, <laughs> my grandparents. So I have all this universe of the, the Azores, Nine Islands, that is really powerful. That, in a way, it's my second film, it's the second in the Azores, and there's something that uh, I want to to continue there, because I think this, for me, it's like the middle of, of the world. <laughs> Uh, there's actually a lot of people here who are immigrants from the Azores, so it's yeah. uh, it, which is interesting. But you do something specific, which is you. I guess you asked this woman to make you a hat. Is that how it happened, or this this one? Yeah, uh, I went there. So this is a typical hat, but everybody in the island uh, 
s- years ago used them, but now nobody uses anymore. And so I went there just to to buy a hat, and she didn't have one, and so I made an agreement with her. So as you don't have, you're going. I can ask you to make one for me. Uh, she takes two weeks to make it, but then you write my name uh, inside, and the year I'm here, I'm filming 2008. And so like that, I was uh, filming her process every day, the head she's making for me. And then after the two weeks, uh, there was a, so, just a strong relationship between us. And she, we, we came to her and said, today we shot the, the killing of the pig. We shot the dump. We shot this. And she was like, ah, I remember that in my old days and everything. So she all actually commented all the film that we we're making while she was doing the hat. So it's all sort of woven in with all this, <laughs> with all the stitches. <laughs> yes, like Penelope. <laughs> right, that's right. Uh, so now I'm I'm interested in the different techniques. So Victor, you did something that. Um, I can't decide whether I liked it or not, where when you were switching from one place to another, you would turn the camera upside down as if we were kind of going from one part of the earth to the other part of the earth. And um, there was this moment when you see Shanghai with all the cars going upside down. Like it's like (laughs) it's actually quite beautiful in a way that seeing the cars right side up wasn't. But I was wondering about this like. You had to do something that was unique because you were talking about um, the opposite countries and these opposite experiences. And yet, why did you feel the need to um, make us, the audience, experience those shifts? Really, you really disappoint me now. Uh, why do you mean, what do you say you don't like it? Well, I don't. I said I don't know if I don't if I liked it or not. There was some. What was what, 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 what problem here? <laughs> Why don't you like it? Well, I think that at first I really thought it was a really interesting technique, mm-hmm. and then I thought, well. But do I need to know, like, do I need to go through that each time? But why are you going to move? Why, what, what is the reason? If you go to, you're buying a ticket, right? Why you go to see movie? What, what, what is, what is the point to go? You can watch it on TV, right? Why, why you watch a movie? What is the reason? Normally. Uh, Normally? Yeah. Um, to, to be in, to be engaged in somebody else's world. You see? Mm Mm-hmm. You see? Somebody else wore. Yeah. So it means not yours. Yes, right. Yeah. So, and imagine that someone lives there, just below. If you dig from here, down, down, through all planet, and came out in opposite side of the world. But if you imagine this, they, they go upside down, right? Now. Uh huh. They go upside uh-huh. down. Don't you think like this? Don't, when you, you young, but when you were very young, didn't you think like this when you were a child? Did you think how they go they upside down? Why they why they not falling down if they go upside down? Didn't you uh, think like Well, now you're introducing philosophy here. <laughs> no, it's not about philosophy. It's about image. You know, right. image. It's mm-hmm. image. For me, it was interesting. I don't believe films has to start with ideas, with story. A film has to. St- Film for me has to start with image, and this is image. People go in same time. We are here normal, and they are somewhere upside down. So that's why for me image. You have to like it. 
Right. I have to like it. Okay. Well, you know, it's it's interesting. My job here is to be a film critic. So, um, but if I have to like everybody's film or everybody's point of view, then um, it would be a very boring show. <laughs> yeah, but no, you point of view. It's what what is important here. Point of view. If you say point of view, what is Im most important? Point of view. Well, I think... If you're a film critic, yes. it means view is important. It mm. means important is image. Yes. Not point. Mm -hmm. Point is dead. Point is for, boot, for book. Uh -huh. You use point when you write books. And when you write, then you use point. Yeah. For film, you need image. <laughs> well, this is actually interesting. I think I want to do a weekend workshop with you, but we're going to have to stop here. I want to let you know that both films, you can see them this weekend. Um, you can see It's the Earth, Not the Moon, Saturday, April 28th at noon at Pacific Film Archive, or Sunday at 1 p.m. at the Kabuki. Um, and then Vivan Las Antipodas, you can see on Monday, April 30th at 9 p.m. at PFA. PFA is located at the corner of Bancroft and Bowditch. Their phone number is 510-642-1412 or go to bampfa.berkeley.edu to find out more information. The film festival runs through Thursday, May 3rd, and I want to thank both of our guests, Victor Kaskowski and Gonzalo Tocha for being here, and my name is Raina Cowan, and I'll see you next month. Thank you. Hey KPFA listener supporters, our spring fund drive approaches. Beginning Wednesday, May 2nd, we will need phone volunteers to help us raise the support necessary to keep this listener-sponsored free speech radio station going. So come on down to 1929 Martin Luther King, just north of University Avenue here in Berkeley, and join us if you can. This spring fund drive is a great opportunity to help keep KPFA alive. We can't do it without you. That's Wednesday, May 2nd. Doors open at 6.30 a.m. Please support your free speech community radio station. To donate to KPFA and for more info, go to www.kpfa.org. Thank you.